Hey, it's our third round of our podcast, the Lakewood Leader and Me podcast for families. Good to be here. I'm Chris Larson, our student advocate. And I'm Jill Anderson. I'm the principal at Lakewood. And, and this has been pretty successful. What are we up to now for people listening? Yeah, I think we have over 100 listeners or, or you know... Are they I, subscribers, I listeners? Subscribers, what are they? whatever, whatever you call them. So let's, let's. What do you think? 125 by Christmas? Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I think our our goal kind of leads right into what we're going to talk about here in this podcast. One of our big rocks at the beginning of this year was that we get um, to talk about some of the th- the work that we're doing here with the ch- with the kids at our school and the teachers at our school to our parents and last year we tried to do that with meetings before school and that was a hard thing for teacher or for parents to to be able to do and we got the feedback that a lot of people were interested but we couldn't get it so obviously we're getting the message out and people are appreciating that so really today we want to talk about what habit three is and then the family relationships based on habit three Mm. so why don't you go ahead and talk about habit three and what you're talking to the kids about this month yeah so um, habit three is put first things first. It's the last of our internal habits. And um, our internal habits have everything to do with um, ourself. You know, so be proactive, begin with the end in mind, put first things first. Those are all things that you control as a person. And um, we talk about the kids that before we can worry about our relationships with others, we first have to take care of ourselves. And so this is the last of those three habits. And uh, put first things first really focuses on making sure that we're prioritizing. So ask your kids sometime if they know the word prioritize and if they understand what that concept means. Because what we really are trying to get them to, to do is start to um, reflect upon what are the most important things in their life? And are they making sure to take the appropriate time and mental energy into um, worrying uh, about the right things? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I'm even starting to stop kids in the hallway and say, what's your big rock today? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think as a, a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa, just to say, hey, what is your big rock this week? Right. And see if kids can start to think that way and prioritize what's a need to have and what's a nice to have. And that's that's really been a big thing in our discussions with the students this month is sometimes we're talking about on a daily basis, what are your big rocks? Sometimes it might be in a week, you know, sometimes it might be for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And and that we can we can look at that differently when we're talking about put first things first. One of our small lessons is how just waking up and uh I kind of giggled because at my house it's brushing the teeth in the morning that, that my wife and, and, and my daughters end up, that sometimes is, is a, has been a struggle over our, yeah. our lifetime as yep. children when they were you know younger and that would lead to arguments and then the day would get off to a bad mm-hmm. start and then everyone would feel bad and we, you know, it really fits into that put first things first habit of is that really worth, you know, right. and it doesn't matter if it's, I mean, in, in our, our um, part of the story that we read, it was about hitting the snooze button mm-hmm. and how that's kind of a put first things yep. first because then you're running late all day and that doesn't make you feel good. And um, so there's little things on a daily basis that if you put first things first, yeah. you feel better about they it. They say it takes 21 days for a habit. Yeah, and to build so a good if you habit. put first things first, that brushing the teeth, it's going to take 21 days. You right. should have told Jen that. Yeah. So just hang on. <laughs> Well, when they talk about families with the Leader and Me kind of modules, they, they have some kind of cool tips that I wish I would have known raising kids. Um, remember family meals. I will tell you 
that was a struggle for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gone back to it a little bit where on Sundays we do have a family meal and whoever can come can come. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think that interaction with, uh, with people is really becoming kind of a lost art. Well, and I think that that all comes back to, as a family, maybe it's a great discussion to have is what are your big rocks? Mm-hmm. You know, so when we talk about big rocks versus pebbles, what are the most important things? And that's something we ask the kids do. And many, many, many of them, almost all of them, I would say, said family is one of their mm-hmm. big rocks. So maybe as a family, that's a great discussion to have is what, what when you talk about putting first things first, you want to put family first. But what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, you brought up a good point about with social media and with the phones. What does that look like yeah. for a family to put first things first? It's interesting. The latest research says that it's not the quality or it's not the quantity of time you spend with your kids. It's the quality. So my challenge to you is put your phone down. You know, both of you put your phone down. Mm-hmm. I have a problem. It's I feel like it's an appendage sometimes to me. Put it down and just visit. I, I always talk about windshield time. My, some of my favorite memories with my kids are, with our kids, mm-hmm. is riding in a car without anything. You have to talk. You know, you turn the radio off and you absolutely are forced to talk. Those, those are some pretty great memories. Well, and, and kind of to build off that, uh, another thing I know we've discussed and that, that, that we have, have learned or, or heard about from some research is, is um, as social media has grown, the lack of connectivity with the people we are most um, are, are most connected with mm-hmm. has gone down. The the direct interaction has gone down. So we may tweet out Happy Thanksgiving or we may Facebook Happy Thanksgiving, but do we sit there and actually tell our loved ones, "Man, we're really thankful yeah, for you," and, pretty, and you know have a yeah. having a, a, a meaningful conversation about that? Uh, here's a challenge for you. Should we do a challenge? Should, we yeah, haven't yeah, done yeah, one yeah. of those. So. My, our challenge to you is, as, as, a, as a family member, tell your child what you appreciate about them. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it is, we all love compliments and we all love that, uh, that, avali- that validation of, hey, you know what, I am a good person. Right. So there's your challenge. Right. Is to take time to, uh, uh, especially with the kids we work with, because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they're not on social media. Right. And, and you know what, that just really clicked home with me and... and I know because I have kids that same age. It it gets easy to get into the daily grind of of just going through the 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 days. But do do you really push yourself to stop, take a breath, and and interact and and have deep meaningful discussions with them? And like you said, I think that's a great challenge to to really express what you love about mm-hmm. your kid. And I think if you think about it. it one of, I'll give you a little a little teaser. Coming up in, in a couple months will be Seek First to Understand, Then to Be Understood, which is Habit 6. Um, excuse me, Habit 5. And when you think about that, if you put yourself in your child's shoes in the crazy busy times we have, just to hear that from an adult, that's going to feel really good. That would be a nice present. Right. You know, and that would be a nice gift that sometimes we don't take time to tell the the people that we care about most, um, what we appreciate about them. So there's your, there's your Christmas challenge. Um, I shouldn't say Christmas. I should say holiday. Holiday challenge for you um, just to do that. Build some of those family traditions. Just kind of create some time with you and your kids and enjoy the season. You know what? I, I, I have to build on this just a little bit. Um, it was interesting. I was talking to my mom over mm-hmm. the weekend, and she was all worried about um, – what to give everyone for Christmas. And, you know, obviously your children right. are a little older now. And she's like, I mean, I just have no idea what to even get you guys. Because, you know, mm-hmm. if you want something, you right. go get it. 
And what a great idea for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like as we get older, obviously we, we go get what we need right. or what, but to take time and really share some meaningful things about why you love the people you love is in this day and age, I think can be maybe a, one of the most meaningful gifts you could give. So here's a lesson, big rocks, no pebbles. Don't worry about pebbles. Think about the big rocks. Share your appreciation and spend some great family time. Where are we, Chris? With yeah, the- um, ah. we are still got a couple. Awesome. We still have a little bit of time. I've got um, nothing else. Do you? <laughs> you do. Well, no. I mean, I think the only thing we'll close up with is just knowing that we will not have. So in December, we don't have a habit that we work on exclusively because we wrap up our individual habits. And then we start after Christmas with our external habits. So just for parents to be able to understand that concept, I think is important. So before Christmas break, we work all on internal habits. And so that's kind of will be our closing part of of our leader and me lessons our leadership lessons and then when we come back after christmas what we really try and do in that second part of the year is how are all the good qualities i have how can i share them and intertwine them with other people's good qualities to mesh and to to work together i love that you did that so i'm glad that took a minute we are done have a great holiday spend time with your kids Welcome to uh, beginning of the year, 2019, first podcast of the year. Yep, this is our Lakewood Elementary podcast with our seven habits of healthy kids. I'm Jill Anderson. I'm the principal here. And Chris Larson, our student advocate. We're getting more and more followers. Um, someone <laughs> asked why we're not on iTunes. We're not that big yet. <laughs> I don't even know how you get there for sure. <laughs> we're not that big. We're, we're a, a secret, um, but I think we do have good messages. So, habit four. So, we we talked to you last month. We did the last of the internal habits. So, the first three habits are your internal habits. Um, Now, we get into the external habits. And so, we talk a lot to the kids about external now how we're going to work with with other people so so we've we've dealt with ourselves with these first three habits now we're going to start with our relationships with other people and how are we going to use our internal habits to interact with others you know you do a really nice job with the kids in in talking about courage and consideration will you kind of talk about what you're going to work with the kids this yep. month? so this month our lesson is is keeping that balance between courage and consideration and and it's really interesting we talked a lot with our teachers about this last year because um when we, we use the habit think win-win, um, we want to have a balance. And, and, and what you don't want to be is you don't want to be low in consideration or courage. And what, what we find is, um, if you really think about it, the people that are low in, in consideration, it would mean somebody who's not thoughtful of others, somebody who's always kind of whining or complaining or always having to get their way. I think those people kind of stick out to us and we, we can identify those fairly easily and we can work with them on that. Um, the, the low in courage kids 
and some of you might be chuckling to yourself at home, I know some of our teachers were, are those really quiet kids that maybe just always are the ones to say, no, you can have this, no, you can go first, you can do this. And um, what we talk to the kids about is you need that balance and that you're never gonna really have balance in life if you never speak up for yourself, if you never say, I wanna do this. I, 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 I really, you know, we talked about it um, with going out to dinner, mm-hmm. that if you have multiple siblings in your family, that it's all right to not have to choose every time where you go out to dinner. But if you really love going to Pizza Ranch and you never say, I want to go to Pizza Ranch that you're probably never going to be fully happy. You know, that eighth habit is find your voice. Yeah, right. So, I mean, that's, that's a, it's a good foundational piece to finding your voice. And, and in all honesty, I think this is, this is one of the best habits that we can teach at the elementary level because there are always conflicts. Mm-hmm. And um, if we can really emphasize, you know, you need to have courage to have those courageous conversations but yet be considerate of feelings. I think that is a nice human touch that we can all use a little bit more of. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, probably um, it's probably something that all of us, children and adults, need to, mm-hmm. to think about as we have disagreements and arguments. Um, and how can, how can we do that? How can we remain considerate to where we respect other people and what they want and their voice, but at the same time, put our voice out there and, and share what we want, and then how can we balance that? Mm-hmm. And, and our kids do a great job with that. You know, we talk to them about things like, what if you and a group of friends are going outside and you wanna play f- soccer and they wanna play football? You know, how are you gonna do that? And they, they come up with ideas like, well, maybe we could play five minutes of soccer and five minutes of football. Or maybe we could play football today and soccer tomorrow. And they come up with ideas on their own. So they, they have the ideas, um, but it's interesting to see them work through that, right. that, that mind process. Well, the other thing that you'll work on this month are the four quadrants of, you know, the, the win-lose, the lose-win, the lose-lose, and the win-win. And we're always looking for the win-win, but sometimes in life, that just doesn't happen. No doubt about it. And, um, you know, we talk to the kids a lot about, so, so we, during our lesson, it's, it's actually a really fun month to do to do these lessons because we will come up with all these situations. And again, when we were, just to, to give you the framework of this, it is, and if any of you are interested, feel free to email Jill or I and we can give you kind of the framework of um, what what each situation looks like. But a, but a lose-win would be low in confidence and high in courage and a lose, or a win-lose is low in courage and high in confidence. And so, um, it's really hard because those things can happen so mm-hmm. easily in life. And when you see it in kids, it's really hard, easy to identify. I think, start thinking about your family dynamics though. And do you have certain kids who, I know when I think about my family, mm-hmm. um, I obviously just like yep. you, Jill, we have twins and we have one twin who will always kind of take the back seat and always just do whatever the other one wants. And since doing this work with Leader and Me, I've kind of tried to really push that we get more of a balance right. with that. You know, I, I, it's funny that you said that because I was thinking of the twin rule, mm-hmm. you know, and, and especially when you have competitive twins, you know, when you, when you talk to your kids about, okay, let's figure out a win-win and give them equal voices, I think they're all better off um, for it. So. so, yeah, and so we really challenged our teachers to, to, to try and identify in these situations too. And like I said, not just working on kids that maybe are high in courage, um, that maybe sometimes need to be thoughtful of others, but also 
we really challenged them, I think it was at the beginning of last year, to try and identify some of these quiet kids that need to have their voices heard. And so you might hear me saying that often, and I know Mrs. A too, yeah. that, that we really want to make sure that some of our quiet kids, that they get out of their shell and they have the courage to speak their voice because they have great ideas in there. You know, it's the beginning of the year. So the, the next two things that I kind of wanted to bring up was just increasing your emotional deposits. Mm -hmm. and, and this is a big... Uh, talking point with habit for and just uh, talking about taking withdrawals from your kids and giving deposits and you know it was interesting I'm, I'm kind of a, a football junkie in mm. a way and I saw that Buffalo Bills I think it was offensive guard uh, yeah was the offensive I don't I know I think he's a defensive defensive tackle, okay right? tackle okay yeah. tackle guard I don't know Kyle but, Williams thank you right? But he was talking about the the emotional deposit that one person took about 20 seconds or you know a minute to tell him and challenge him to be better. And I, I honestly think this is this is exactly what this building is based on. Yeah, I think his story was he was being introduced to a college coach and he said, he's a really great player. Now, if he did this, this, and this, he could be insanely good. And he was like, it opened his eyes and he's like, well, why am I not doing mm -hmm. this? And um, But just those those small conversations of how meaningful they can be and you never know when that spark is going to hit somebody. You know, and I think it's just about being present. And I fight this. I looked at my screen time last week, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, so my challenge to you as a parent is, you know, decrease your screen time and just be present with your kids. Maybe do what they want to do. You know, maybe maybe it's not what you want to do, but just that, that windshield time or spending time with them, I think that that is key to get them um, to increase their emotional deposits. We are a busy world. We are constantly moving. We are constantly going. And I think it's just, uh, it's that's my challenge to you is, uh, you know, just to encourage and encourage their effort, you know, instead mm -hmm. of their performance. Just really encourage their effort and um, allow them to keep getting better, but make mistakes. You know, I so I'm going to kick that back at you and, and ask you, so so I'm living through this right now, and, and what do you do when the kids then they say, well, that's what they want to do. They want to be on their screens, and mm -hmm. they, they, that's their choice as well. So. Oh, that's a good question. Man, we didn't rehearse this. We don't rehearse it. <laughs> no. I just think you make choices and have family time, mm -hmm. you know, and I think there has to be some boundaries. I know um, on Sundays we put our phones all in a basket for an hour. Mm -hmm. Now, did I want to do that? Not necessarily. <laughs> it was like I'm more tied to my phone than anybody else in my family, which is bad. But I, I think sometimes as parents we have to have boundaries, but at the same time we need to listen. Yeah. Is that a good enough answer for No, you? I love that answer. I think it's just I think it's it's a challenge for all of us with 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 our families and then how do we stay present with each other and and then that also to me is a win-win. How do when we're talking to you as parents, um, how do, how can we think win-win for your family? You know, and you have to answer that for yourself. But um, what kind of boundaries do you want to set up? What kind of um, non-negotiables do you mm -hmm. want to put into your family? Um, and maybe just reflect on that as you head into a new year. Not just you know, I think we all make great individual goals, mm -hmm. but maybe it's a great time to to think of some some family goals that that you might want to set in yeah. terms of. That, that would be win-wins for your family because right. not only would you get to spend some time together, but maybe they'd be healthy emotionally for you. You know, they'd have, Covey has a, and we only have about 30 seconds, but they do a green and clean. Uh, it's a video that uh, the Covey works with his son on the, the grass. And so maybe we need to send that or save that for another podcast. But that was like an aha when I saw that on mm -hmm. how I would do things differently with my kids. So maybe, maybe that is round two of the win-win. But... We're at 10 minutes. I don't know. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm learning a lot from these podcasts. Well, I hope you enjoy it. And again, hopefully this is just some reflect, reflect, reflective thinking for you just to, to stretch your brains a little bit. And uh, again, think win-win with your, your children and your family this month. And uh, have a great month and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs>